Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everyone, it's Taylor and Brendan from Blue and Gold Make Darlene. They tell you about the Hockey Podcast Network. Goddamn right we are. You know, there's an entire network. It's not just Blue and Gold Make Deline. There's 31 podcasts, one for every NHL team, from terrible, horrible teams like the Boston Bruins to some of the best teams in the league like the Buffalo Sabres. Absolutely. And with that being said, if it's a terrible team or if it's a great team, no matter what, you are able to get two episodes a week from all of the hosts. New episodes come out every Monday and Thursday with new content covering everything from the latest that's going on with everyone's respective teams all the way through to doing more fun things like the many trivia games that Taylor and I have on our show. That's right. Hot content, hot takes, hot hosts. Hot hosts. You got it everywhere. <laughs> uh, and you you can find them pretty much anywhere you find your podcast. Apple, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Spotify. Stitcher, if you're one of those weirdos like me that uses Stitcher. Do you use if, Stitcher? I do. Strange. I think I'm the only one who does. Okay. And even at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com, if you're looking for some more info. There's a whole website that you could go check out. Maybe it's getting to that point of the season where you're getting sick of the Sabres. I know some of us are. You (laughs) You know, this West Coast uh, trip is about to be tough. Maybe you want to check in on some of your other favorite teams if you're one of those kind of guys. Absolutely. they're all available and they're all easy to find. Gosh darn right. So be sure to check out the Hockey Podcast Network once again at their website at TheHockeyPodcastNetwork.com. And be sure to follow on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Blue and Gold Make Darlene. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. You're back. I'm back. The NHL and NBA and life as we know it, though, is not back. It no. is gone. It's very gone. We gained a Taylor, but we lost everything else, uh, folks. At what cost? At what cost? <laughs> uh, so, let's have a little story time to start this. Let's do uh, it. As uh, you guys all probably know... Uh, there will be no hockey happening, but as you might not know, there will still be podcasts for the time being. We're going to talk about some stuff. We're going to talk about old hockey, maybe different things. This this one, we're just going to go over where we're, where we're at right now as it stands Sunday evening. Uh, so I was in Brooklyn this week, which is a terrible idea. It turned out I didn't know when I left. Should you be here in my apartment right now? That's a great question. Okay. Touche. That's an excellent question. I feel good, but who Everybody, knows? if you don't hear from me... Uh... It's because I died because of Taylor, so thanks, yeah, Taylor. I, uh, Appreciate that. Yeah, so probably not. I also probably shouldn't have been in Brooklyn, but it really moved fast, uh, as uh, you all probably know, too. But just to give it some perspective from my angle, 
I was going there for the Atlantic 10 basketball tournament because uh, I don't know if this will make people turn the podcast off. I also like basketball in addition <laughs> to hockey. Uh, I went to St. Bonaventure. They were playing. They're supposed to play Thursday afternoon. We flew in Wednesday. Wednesday morning, uh, by that point, the Ivy League tournament had been canceled, but there were some extenuating circumstances there that made me not worried for a couple reasons. Uh, there's only not that many cases in New York, considering New York is a city of 10 million, and I did not realize how fast this could spread. I, didn't, I don't realize a lot of things at that time. Uh, so Wednesday, took off from the Buffalo airport, obviously a pretty quick flight to New York, to JFK. Uh, when we took off, there's actually Atlantic 10 games being played, the, the two playing games. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were both... Uh, they ended, and the Atlanta 10 t- had a tweet that said, see you tomorrow in it, and I said, oh, okay, we're good. We thought we were going to games at that point. Get to Brooklyn, uh, go out to dinner before anything else, and they announced that they'll be playing in front of no fans, and that we're going to have to go to a watch party. Which at that point, it didn't even seem that crazy to go to a watch party. Yeah, it seems like a good yeah. idea, let's go! Yeah. <laughs> I definitely did not hear enough about the precautions before this. And then by Thursday morning, they announced the Atlantic turn, turn excuse me, Atlantic Ten turn was canceled. I should rewind and say Wednesday night the NBA was suspended, while yeah. games were still going on for some reason. Um, and then Thursday morning, other things started to get canceled. And then all the conference tournaments got canceled. And then by I'd say I don't know what four four thirty yeah. p.m. the entire NCAA tournament was canceled. And then spring sports were canceled. Uh, and then everything really was canceled. Schools everything. canceled over the country. So that all happened really quick, and then it became clear this weekend that we should not even just be canceling those things, but we shouldn't be around each other very much at all. So we might be doing a Zoom podcast. This yeah, I was going to say. We'll see how all this goes. Still learning on the fly for all this. Yep. Um, but uh, as of right now, the Sabres uh, are going to miss the playoffs for the ninth year in a row, but this year, so is everyone else. Yeah, we don't really know what's going to happen. Some of the options that have been put out there are that the way that the standings sit right now is how is the, the playoffs will be when eventually play resumes. Um, you could also see a shortened schedule to finish out the regular season. Um, I mean, beyond that, with where the Sabres stand, they are currently 7th last in the NHL, tied with New Jersey, and only one point ahead of Anaheim. Um, so, I mean, really at this point, they're just all around the 2003 Stanley Cup. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're right there. Um, so, you know, with that being said, I mean, the season's over really at this point, it's just kind of looking ahead to the off season now. Uh, but I think something that is kind of big that's happening with regard to this, that maybe we should talk about a little bit because it is incredibly wrong. Uh, what the hell the Pagulas are doing, whether it's PSE or Delaware North or whoever. Uh, recently, we found out that Buffalo is one of four teams in the league who are not going to cover employees' wages while games are suspended. Uh, other yes. teams and players on those teams have stepped up to cover them uh, in the interim, like to make up for the games that they would be getting paid for. Uh, and the Sabres... And they just, you know, them and their $5 billion net worth owner decided to not do that. Right. And basically what the Sabres are going to do is ensure that they are paid if games are canceled. Which I think is almost a certain possibility, but it means they won't be being, they won't be getting paid in the interim. Right. Or theoretically, if there was a 30-day delay, or 30 or more days, and then all the games were actually played, which seems like an impossibility, they just wouldn't be paid for those... 
they, they would just be paid not in the interim at all. Right. Which you could pay them in the interim and then pay them again. Uh, because these are really extenuating circumstances. I don't think people work at, you know, concession stands or selling beer or whatever else out of the kindness of their hearts. They do it because they need money. It's not mm-hmm. a fun job and it's not an especially exciting job. So these people need that money. And this is, it's not like the Sabres got eliminated from the playoffs like every other year and they're just not going to be able to work the playoffs. Like they're not going to be able to work at all. And in this weird, strange, incredibly rare moment in history, they can't work anywhere else because literally everything's closing. By yeah. the time you're listening to this, who knows? So many cities have already closed bars and restaurants. Uh, I assume people just won't be going out as much. People won't be spending money, I would hope, in the near future. So they can't, they're not going to be able to work at all. Future so, games or, uh, you know, future paychecks aren't going to pay for today's bills, yes, essentially. Yeah. So the reason you would do it is because you're worth $5 billion. This doesn't even matter to you. You wouldn't even notice if it happened. Like, yeah, and I mean, for as much as they talk, I mean, the thing that really just bothers me is for as much as they try to hype up and play up how they're a part of the community and investing in the community, one Buffalo, all of these initiatives, the fact that when the people who are, you know, like the people who are the backbone of the entire the entire operation, you know, you're putting them in a position. Well, they're put in a position now where. Like you said, like these people, they depend on this money. They need this money. And when you have nearly every other team in the NHL and their owners and their players, it's not even the players' responsibility, but the owners stepping up and being able to cover those wages, and you're one of the four teams that's not doing it, that is embarrassing. That's bad. Yeah, and again, like <clears throat> tying that back into with them playing up, you know, one Buffalo, you know, we're a fa- like this is a family. Like, no, you you aren't one of us. Like, you're not here. You aren't. You don't care about the people who work for you. It's all about the dollar for you. I mean, that's all it comes down to. It's not about the people. It's how can we make money? How can we further cement ourselves? It's it has nothing to do with them caring about anybody. And I'm glad that this like this. Well, no, I'm not glad because that's it's not at all. It's not something to be glad about. But like, if anything, this is something that's opening. I think people's eyes to the fact that oh, there's yeah. a lot of very shady things going on with the Pagulas. Yeah, and I think well, we, let's expand out from there a little bit because this is going to be a nationwide thing. We're going to realize in avenues outside of this. This is a small percentage of people that are mm-hmm. arena concession workers. What's going to happen to literally everyone else? Now we've seen a bunch of cities. I see it every every time I go on Twitter. There's a new one that's you know closing bars and restaurants for a month. Schools are closed. Uh, all different things are going to be closed. There's going to be literally millions of American workers who aren't going to be able, and in the service industry, maybe a lot of lower paid workers too, that aren't going to be able to get paid for a little while, conceivably, and aren't going to, basically, like they're not going to have a source of income, maybe at all. Millions. And that's these people, a lot of these people live paycheck to paycheck that need that for rent or other uh, such things, especially food, things like that, uh, that's going to be an enormous problem. And if this is really, I hope this isn't uh, telling of what is coming. I hope this is not a sign of things to come. I hope that we're able to take care of people because in the long run, it wouldn't be that hard to do. And it'd be, I don't know, a, a disaster if there's just millions of people being evicted in the middle of a, a pandemic. Terrible. Yeah. So hopefully America handles this better than the Pagulas have. <laughs> but so when we're, yeah, that's... the actual hockey portion here, 
I was thinking about what could even be on the docket for the future. And there's been some ideas thrown around. I think, did the NHL say a minimum 30 days that they'd be off? I believe so. A minimum of 30 days would take us to where the playoffs would usually start. But I feel like they'd have to get some practice time in there and maybe get people to an even number of regular season games because that could be interesting for seeding. True. Like, like, which that would only take a few games to do that. Even if they got to do a number like, say, 72, it's a possibility. Some teams would only have one game left, some teams would have four, but it would get everyone mm-hmm. on the same level to make things uh, fair and even and all that. And then play the playoffs from there. Uh, you'd just be pushing back into July. That wouldn't be that big of a deal. Here's the wrinkle, though. A huge one. Okay. The 30 days thing is just 30 days and they're going to revisit it. Which means it could be like, I don't know, another 30 days or 60 days. And this could be, it could be, well, there one of two things at that point. Either it would get canceled, which would be a big, a tough decision for everyone to make. But, or if they could start around July, it could just change the landscape of what this and next season look like. Right. Theoretically, they would play through the summer, hold the draft later, I guess, free agency later, and then push next season back because you still need an offseason, obviously. Right. And do a shortened season again next year, which is a thing I think the NBA might consider doing too. Uh, besides that, cancel, cancel, and just pick it back up in the, in the what fall. What are you gonna? I, yeah, I mean it, it's tough. You know, we have there's been reports that the leagues have reached out to each of the respective owners. Uh, you know, asking to make sure that they can keep the buildings available through July. So I mean that definitely is a possibility. And I think at this point, you know, it's. It's just the uncertainty, which I think is the craziest part about about all of this, and just the fact that I mean, in just I don't know, I just we've never we don't have anything we can base this off of. We don't have anything we can compare this to to give us any kind of an idea of what direction this might go in. And it's also just because of the fact that it's just unpredictable what this illness is going to continue to do, and how fast it's going to spread, how widely it's going to spread, you know. And I think another thing to keep in mind is. For one, I mean, now there's, I believe, three confirmed cases in the NBA. There hasn't been anything yet in any of the other sports, but, I mean, is it? it's probably not out of the realm of possibility that people in the NHL already have it. Yeah, or, and testing um, will um, kick up a lot this week across right. the country, it seems like, yeah. which should lead to a lot more confirmed cases, a lot more quarantines. And then, hopefully, <laughs> things really, really die down from there, yeah. and it's over in a couple months, hopefully. I just don't think there's any conceivable way that just with how dire things are right now and how crazy this situation is that 30 days from now, every, everybody's just going to be ready to go back to normal. I mean, are people going to be able to go back to normal after this? Like, this is such a huge moment, you know? Yeah. Well, eventually things will be... I mean, things might be different. Who knows? Like, there's there's maybe broad-ranging things where it's like people realize this weed an entirely way... Uh, we need a social safety net back. Yeah. We need an entirely different way of handling healthcare. We need a different uh, disaster response and we need a, a, a pandemic team, things like that. Maybe, so that'll change things. But as far as sports go, once the once the virus dies down, we really haven't seen anything like this. Right. So I don't know what to compare it to. That's what I'm saying. So There's like, nothing to really yeah, compare so, it to. But once it dies down, I feel like this will, things will be normal at some point again. Yeah. But this will always be, this will, to the craziness of all this, <laughs> um, it's hard to compare anything to. And like yeah. in our lifetimes, in American history, uh, sports are obviously a big part of that. But the rest of it is people being quarantined, all these different things. I don't think there's really a comparison. Um, the one thing in our space lifetimes, jam. Like, yeah, I guess Space Jam. Uh, people have brought up SARS and swine flu. 
but it's really hardly like so much more widespread than SARS. Yeah. It's more deadly. Swine flu is crazy widespread to the point where I'd actually love to go back and read a retrospective on it. But its death rate was so much smaller. There's yeah. No idea of quarantine. Like my brother had swine flu, and we didn't think anything of it. Not didn't think anything of it. Like he missed school and stuff. But none of us in the rest of the house got it, and it wasn't any idea. Like he should go to the hospital or something like that. Right. So. It was, it was a little bit different. This is, and maybe people are listening, they don't understand what's so different. They don't say, oh, they see all these numbers, how many people the flu kills every year, yeah. or different things like that. Here's the difference. First of all, this is relatively new. So if this were to spread across the country, that's what we're trying to prevent, right. is those numbers of how the flu can sometimes spread, because it's so much more deadly. Now, for young people, the death rates aren't that different than the flu. A little bit higher, not a, not a lot of young people dying. doesn't sound particularly pleasant to have, no. Not a way I'd probably recommend spending a week. Probably won't kill you. But what it could do is you could get it and carry it around without knowing for a couple days and get a bunch of other people sick, which in turn could get other people sick. And your grandma, say, your aunt, your uh, uncle, yes, a percentage your of cousin. People because to a certain age, it's killing up to 10% of people in confirmed cases. Yeah. Um, and that... And it, it's scary, man. That th- We could be looking at it like if the whole country got it, you could be looking not the whole country obviously wouldn't get it, but like if with some estimates of 150 million people getting the disease are true, you could be looking at literally millions of dead people, millions. Like, think of how much 9/11 changed this country. Mm-hmm. It was less than 3,000 people. This would be millions. It'd be more than all the wars we ever fought combined of American soldiers dying. Maybe like. I mean, depending on what what the actual death rate ends up being, and, and that's it could, it could be six million if it's one hundred fifty million. People. Well, and that's why all of the precautions that are being taken now are, are so important. It, it's important that we overreact now so that we aren't having to, you know, be reactive later where we have to try and do that. Like it's better now to get out ahead of this as best we can. I mean, we're already behind. Right. Um. You know, I, I think the federal government has clearly just completely botched this and. You know, at the end of the day, like lives are going to be on their hands. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I mean, that's why it's just so crucial now for everybody to just take this seriously and realize yeah. the gravity of this. You know, it's not about you. You know, if you are somebody in your twenties, thirties, forties, and of good health, this is about spreading it to more vulnerable people who have not even just like the elderly or, or kids. It's people with compromised immune systems. It's it's so many people who just like walk among you and you probably deal with that on an everyday basis, but you don't stop and actually think about that. And you know, it's, it's easy to transmit. You don't even know it. You don't, in some cases, see symptoms for what, almost 10 days. I mean, it's insane. Like this is crazy. And that's why like, you know, people are crowding bars and like out and stuff like today and everything. And you don't know like a bunch of people could have totally just contracted it today without even realizing it and they're not going to realize it for another week right. and if you look at like so we're not the first country getting it either so you look at different responses in italy people didn't take it particularly seriously at first either and they're under that you know a potential countrywide lockdown yeah uh and still people are dying and get, getting it at record amounts still even with their lockdown and it'll continue to happen it'll continue to happen yep uh, that'll that's what will happen here too, and that, that if if it gets bad enough here, if, if people really aren't paying attention, if a lockdown doesn't happen soon enough, uh, if people still continue to go out to bars and congregate and all that, and if not enough employers allow their employees to work from home or not work at all, it you're going to be looking at a lot of a lot of 
sickness. You're gonna look at you're looking at a lot of uh, emergency measures taken uh, with regard to setting up emergency uh, medical areas. You're gonna see a lot of doctors, and nurses getting it, getting sick. You're gonna see a lot of overrun emergency rooms, ICUs. You're gonna be seeing a lot of misery and like death, tragedy. Yeah. And that, that makes me think it could actually, like, not to, not to bring this to a, a far less serious point, make it seem ridiculous for any of these leagues to try to play yeah. soon. Which I think, at that point, maybe you do just cancel it and start over again. Maybe we're talking about, I don't know what on this podcast for the next couple months. Maybe we're just talking about the past and different things. Maybe we do a lot of episodes like we did last Monday show. Mm-hmm. So we'll Very see. well could. Yeah. It's just so much unknown. Yeah. It's, it's insane to just see, I mean, just how quickly this has just taken over like this time last week like obviously we knew that this was coming but like wasn't nearly of this level and you know once it was what thursday was kind of like the big day where everything was like oh shit we gotta really get it together like it feels like from then each progressive day is just got it's just crazier and crazier and crazier yeah i will say part of this probably was not being staying updated enough or like being glued to my phone enough this weekend but i didn't realize that i shouldn't really be out at all until like saturday afternoon because i don't think that was a very clear message right away with the stay home thing yeah i don't think that was very clear at all and especially if you're not super plugged in because i don't think the message from the government has been stay in which means that the message they're still allowing events to happen there it's if it's an event of under 500 people it just has to be to 50 percent capacity and like that's still a lot of people being able to congregate. Yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of people out there that aren't, especially that maybe don't have Twitter, are going to be, are maybe as likely to know everything right away. But now I think it's pretty clear. Like, stay home as much as you can. Uh, don't hoard things you don't need to hoard. And Unbelievable with that, with the toilet paper. True. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and... On top of that, if you if you have the ability to work from home, see if you can do that, things like that. I think I hope those messages all get out as soon as possible. Um, yeah, it's it's something I, I understand. There's a lot of people that are mad about it, and I get it. Um, but I, I think it's something that we're all dealing with for the first time. And because of both that and because of how unclear the messaging's been from right. everywhere, that this is a problem. I mean, like, I don't want to get too fine a point on this and, uh, you know... We don't talk about this stuff a lot, but people in power saying that it wasn't a big deal and not something to worry about for weeks, that was a huge problem, and that's going to affect how people look at this. Other people not really paying attention to what's happening in Italy, China, South Korea, now France, mm-hmm. that's that's going to cause big problems. Big time. I think it's hard, too, because like, sometimes you look forward to something for so long, be it you know a cruise, a trip. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, a, a weekend out for St. Patrick's Day, a party you're supposed to have. A sh- I had a show canceled this yeah. weekend that was going to yeah. be my first in like two months. Or just like a Thursday night at the bar, Yeah. right? But so maybe you don't realize the importance of it right away, but I think I think we'll all get around to it. I hope we'll all get around to it eventually. I don't <laughs> – I, I try to have faith in people, but we'll see. Um, it's kind of hard. As far as this goes, what you can expect going forward is hopefully neither of us get sick. Um, oh, God. Well – we're gonna set up. We're gonna be each be three feet apart from the microphone, so we're six yep. feet apart from each other. Hazmat suits. Yeah, uh, the first part's actually kind of doable, but yeah. And then we'll probably come up with a schedule of different things to talk about 
Um, if you have ideas for stuff you want to hear us talk about, tweet it at us too. Oh, definitely. We're definitely at Blue and Goldcast. We would love, love, love to get some ideas. If there's anything that you guys have ever wanted to hear us talk about or debate or recap or get our opinions on, whatever, like throw it at us. I mean, that would be a great way to do this because it keeps everybody engaged. Yep. Uh, yeah, so we'll have all different kinds of stuff. Uh, we had been working out ideas. Uh, the Sabres were nice enough to give us an opportunity to start brainstorming uh, shows that weren't just about recent games. because <laughs> So we probably won't be looking back on this season too much, and we've looked back on this decade a little bit, so maybe we'll be trying to do some different things, maybe some more trivia, yeah. some extra people involved. Some um, If we're able to be in the same room as other people. Yes, if that's possible. If yeah. not, some Zoom interviews maybe. Yep. Uh, and then, I don't know. Maybe we'll just start reviewing movies. That would be great. Yeah, we could get but, back into our Rick's Reviews days. Yeah. You know, Maybe our we'll, roots. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see. Hockey movies. Yeah. We could rank the best hockey movies. What's your favorite hockey movie? Oh, that's tough. I mean, D2 The Mighty Ducks is definitely up there. Miracle, um, not so much anymore after they went to a Trump rally, but... <laughs> uh, no. I, I mean, you know, oh, yes, boy. but... Uh, I was all diplomatic earlier, and there you are. Sorry. Just dropping bombs. I don't give a shit. Um, uh, okay, but... What's yours? I, I don't know. I have to think about this for the list if we do. Youngblood? Right? I've never seen Youngblood. <laughs> really? I might watch... See, Rob Love. A lot, of, a lot of movie watching time coming up. Uh, Youngblood, uh, Mystery Alaska, I think. You know what? My favorite hockey movie is Bruce Almighty. That's not a hockey movie. <laughs> the Sabres win the cup in it. Okay. It counts. It all doesn't. Right, you want to count it. It doesn't. I mean, that's... Uh, it was a joke. I'm sorry. Okay. Goon would be involved. Goon. Yeah, sure. Obviously Slapshot. Yep. Certainly up the there. D's guru. 1 and 3. The Love the Guru. The Love Guru. Yeah. Terrible movie. Rough one. Yeah, that's an oldie. There's not a lot of good hockey movies. We might not do this list. Oh. Um, but we'll talk about other stuff. We'll figure something out. I believe in us. Yep. Just put, And again, tweet at us if you have any ideas. Yep. You know, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll just have to kind of go with the flow. But with that being said, something to keep in mind, too, just, you know, for everybody else out there. Um, everything that we're listening to, like, really, though, don't write this off. Don't underestimate this. Don't, you know, this isn't like a snowstorm that you think that you can just, you know, muscle through. Like, this is a very serious public health crisis. So be sure you're washing your hands. Be sure you're constantly disinfecting surfaces. Be sure that you are keeping a distance from other people, all that stuff. Just keep yourself and thereby other people safe um, and healthy. You know, that's can't stress it enough. This is really important, and we've gotten off to a slow start with it enough already, as we said, and so any, any way that we all can pitch in and do our own part to help make this better and help us get hockey back sooner, you know, that's uh, something that we all got to really start to hunker down and do. And look, I've said before, don't hoard. Especially don't hoard milk. There's so many pictures on yeah. Twitter of that. I understand the toilet paper thing. It's not cool. I I understand a lot of them. They're not cool. Hoarding, you know milk goes bad in like a week, mm-hmm. right? Is everyone aware of this? Definitely. Like, people that have grocery store carts with like 20 gallons of milk, they'll never use all that. Yeah, it's way too much. Way too much. Milk's gross in general, but like... Do you drink almond milk or like any... Milk. No? No, milk's almond not milk's good. Not. You don't, what about cereal? Do you eat cereal? Not anymore, really, no. Really? Yeah. Either way, anyways, I don't so understand sorry. how people buy one gallon of milk. How, how are you going through that much milk? We got like fourteen kids, but <laughs> buying ten gallons of milk—come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, 
that's just absurd. Something that's like a perishable food, I don't get that. It's strange. Yeah, very strange. People are strange. It's a comfort thing, though. I've been thinking about this, and I think somebody pointed out on Twitter or something, and they said it more eloquently than I'm about to, but, like, it's... With this whole situation, nobody has any control. There's nothing you can control. You don't know if you have it. You don't know who has it. You don't know who you're interacting with. Like, if you're interacting with somebody who does whatever, and doing stuff like that and like over preparing and everything it makes people feel like they're at least like doing something and having like some sense of control over all of this now i don't understand the correlation between having enough toilet paper to like you know if you have like explosive diarrhea for like seven months straight or something but like i don't know it's just i don't know where i'm going with this this is all just crazy to me it's crazy and but that's why i guess my point though is like people i guess do that like for Having a sense of like feeling like they're doing something to have more control. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get it. I yeah. get it. Yeah. But remember, there are other people too. Well, obviously. Oh my god, I'm not trying no, to. No, I know. I know you. I'm talking about yeah. them. Yeah. Um, but I do not anyway, have ten gallons of milk in my refrigerator. Maybe in the future we'll talk about what would be lost with this. I remember a couple years ago. God, I guess it was seven years ago. That the uh, the lockout season, the half lockouts, you know, 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. And I was blogging a little bit back then when I was in college. The Hungry Dog. Yeah, the Hungry Dog blog. And I was kind of writing about, like, what could be lost if this whole season's lost. Which was, at that point, it was like, uh-oh, another whole season? Yeah. <laughs> Seven years after the last time we did, or eight years after the last time we did this? Which would be a second whole season for, like, Alex Ovechkin, a second whole season for a bunch of dudes who are in the league. Even Yager at that time. Yeah. So it was like, well, Joe Thornton, different guys. Like, okay, that'd be a disaster. Yeah. Now these things, we'll see what's lost. It'll be interesting. Um, for example, we're pretty sure they're not doing an 82-game regular season, pretty much no matter what now. Yeah. Leandro Zidal had a chance to be the highest-scoring um, player of the 21st century. Yeah. Everybody's talking about Ovechkin potentially making a run at Gretzky's record, and he needs every game he can at this point that he could stay yeah. healthy, you know? This is his third work stoppage of different kinds yeah. of his career. Um, and then if you even look at, like, like teams, like, you only get so many cracks at the cup. Right. Bruins, they're an old team. Like, they, they're, they, they, they're not an old team, I shouldn't say that, because they have a weird mix of young and old. But I think they will be... I know we say this about all the Boston teams all the time, but they'll be in trouble sooner than we think mm-hmm. for various reasons. I'll get into that later if anyone cares. Um, at a later episode, I don't feel like expanding right now. And then, like, for other sports, you know, I was just about to go to the, like I said, at the Atlantic 10 tournament, if Bonaventure, not that anyone cares that's listening, but I'm going to tell you anyway. They If they would have won Thursday, they were very likely to win Thursday. That was pretty much their gimme game. They would have had a, a game they're evenly matched with uh, on Friday, so that could have gone either way, and that would have been that was the big swing game of whether it was a good weekend or not, probably for them. And if they won, they most likely would have played Dayton on Saturday. So for anyone who cares about college basketball, Dayton was the number three team in the country. Mm-hmm. They're about to be uh, a one seed in the NCAA tournament, probably regardless of how they did in this tournament. And that's terrible for them. They have an NBA top five pick on their team, probably. So yes, it's terrible for Kansas and Gonzaga and. Even Baylor, like Gonzaga's never won a national championship, so terrible for them. Terrible for Baylor because mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're not usually this good. But it's really terrible for Dayton, who's having the best. And San Diego State will throw them in there too, the best season in program history, and have it 
end without really ending. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Sucks. Yeah. It's all around. It's it sucks. So maybe we'll talk a little bit about what's going to be lost with the Sabers season ending. Uh, struggling to think about what that would even be about, but no wrist touching. Yeah, I. I... <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. Well, well, they're gonna have to keep Bristol around. I'm like, losing hate. I'm, yeah. you know, I no longer can hate watch hockey. So I guess that's at least like a positive. Yeah, you could still be playing hockey at all, or what do you think? No, actually, uh, Harbor Center canceled their league for the next. I believe it's the next like two to three weeks, and then they're gonna revisit it after that. But I can't imagine that they'll be able to. So everything shut down there. I've had I had my show. I mean, we voluntarily canceled that on Saturday, but I had another show at the end of the month that got canceled. I have like. Three shows in November or in uh, April that are probably going to end up getting canceled. Um, Kids aren't going to school for about a month. Yeah, April twentieth or whatever. April twenty first. Yeah, it's not just around here, but in Erie County, they officially closed Buffalo Public Schools today. Like yeah, Erie County actually. All Erie County. Yeah. So and then it seems like all the Catholic schools are done for a month plus. Yeah. So. You'll have plenty of time to listen to whatever we come up with. (laughs) Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good can go back and listen to some old episodes if you want to, you know. And again, I can't stress it enough. If you have ideas for episodes, send us stuff. We're always open and down with that. Yeah. Any last thoughts? Nope. Cool. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check out the Hockey Podcast Network online at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com and on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. As always, I'm Brendan. I'm Taylor. And we are going to end things with our random Sabres player of the episode, which we're going to both share now in three, two, one. Michael Telford.